Bush and Ritchie uh, with your home time podcast. Um, I'm up against it tonight, fella. I'd normally be watching the football, but I can't. Uh, I have no rights over the teddy tonight. It's it's Natalie's birthday, and she's chosen to watch Last Christmas, uh, which is an Amelia Clark uh, movie, all based upon the Christmas song Last Christmas by Wham. See, is she trying to punish you, or is there a reason why she's pinging what I would describe as an, an aggravated choice of movie? No, the rules in our house are, birthday, uh, you choose the meal, and you choose the TV. So uh, she's chosen what we're eating tonight, which is uh, from some place that does wings and sushi. Uh, so a bit of a combo Interesting there. combo. <laughs> I don't want to ruin her evening, right? But I never go for anywhere that does food out of its normal area of influence. Do you know what I mean? So you, like, it's like them people who have like omelette and chips at a Chinese restaurant. Mm. That's not what Chinese specialise in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, we got that going on, and uh, then that is why I've got no, I've got nowhere to go with um, the watching of the football. It's it's last Christmas. Do you know, the worst thing is, like, and I really respect people for this in a slightly naughty way, but you know when you go on holiday and you're walking down, like, the main strip and you see blokes with their missus out on, on holiday and it's like, say, when an England game's on and what they've done is strategically sat their wife in front of the TV so they can be pretending to be talking to them but keeping an eye on the telly just up top right. You need some kind of situation like that where is there any way you can keep an eye on the game this evening whilst pretending to watch Last Christmas? Um, what I'm hoping is if we if we get the film going in a decent time, she'll just fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Always Play the long game. Always the winner. It's a festive show. Four days to go. How could it not be? It's Bush and Ritchie with Home Time. Um, is there anything particularly that you are still waiting on right now that if it doesn't turn up, Christmas is going to be a bit of a disaster? With four days out and really only three that things can arrive on and today nearly being done and dusted, we are approaching crisis period. Uh, there is an electrical item that if it doesn't turn up, I am certainly a critical family member down regarding a present bush. Uh-oh, and then you have to do some panicking. I think if it's not arrived by this week, you, you are starting to sweat a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, how are you looking? Well, I, there's, we're, we're pretty much done. My other half, Katie, has done a, a good job this year, way better than me in terms of getting it all organised. There's one uh, present that's being handmade for my sister-in-law, Karen, and we're still waiting for that to arrive and we're sweating on it a little bit because we can't post the rest of my brother's family stuff until that arrives. So every time the postman comes down our street, I'm up against the window like, you know, like a dog in a bakery in a seaside town? <laughs> like there, that. There's your handmade gift, isn't it? It's Your handmade gift has... It's almost like it's more powerful because you know that bespoke effort has gone into it, but then the trade-off is... You are waiting on that craftsperson. I, 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 and I don't want to say to the woman who's making it, get a move on, get a proper <laughs> job. Come on, some of us have got a Christmas to get sorted out because she's an artist, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, Jude says, plates. Now, this isn't a gift for someone. It says, I moved house in November and only have two dinner plates. I'm hosting five adults and one child. Two plates isn't going to go very far. I keep watching the tracking, but the plates are stuck in transit. Oh, my God, imagine sitting there waiting for plates to arrive. 
That'd be so weird. Uh, Diane says, I'm waiting on a self-inflating airbed to be delivered. I hope the delivery driver doesn't get too tired and decides to sleep on it himself. The floor beckons otherwise. Uh, Some of the uh, tweets, some of the texts make perfect sense. This one here I'm still trying to understand. Uh, Amy says, still waiting for a corner piece of guttering bracket for my son's present and also in case it rains. What a bizarre, what bizarre thing. That's so crazy. I mean, mean, is your Uh, son really into guttering? Let us know, Amy. Imagine that, that new gutter, like a guttering thing with Lego or Meccano or something like that. <laughs> guttering XL. Uh, Sam uh, has tweeted, sorry, Sav has tweeted to say, uh, he's waiting for our hamster Jack to return. Uh, I've told my son he's gone to visit his family, but we'll be back for Christmas. But Sav adds, the pet shops I currently in our area do not have a Jack lookalike. High pressure. Oh, <laughs> I hope, I hope he returns soon. Uh, Anna, what are you waiting on? I had ordered a, a Bruce Springsteen onesie for my wee boy. And right. um, my husband decided that he wanted like, a Bruce Springsteen onesie matching for yep. him and I for Christmas Day. And um, I tried to source them online. And I was going on Facebook and see if anybody could help me. And a woman came up and said that she would be able to make his matching Bruce Springsteen onesies. And I sent her the money, and I've not got a onesie. Oh, Anna. Oh, that's a nightmare. What, what, what does a Bruce Springsteen onesie look like? Is it his face on the front, or is it like well, a little waistcoat? Well, it's, it's for, um, if you're ordering it for a baby, it's like just like uh, one of the wee baby grows. I'm hoping it's <laughs> denim. Yeah, at least. Uh, no, the baby one isn't. It's just like a, it's just like a baby grow kind of a thing, but it's lovely. But he decided we that's a great idea. We could we're having his family over and they're all Bruce, Bruce Springsteen fans, and he thought this would be great to have a Bruce Springsteen so, one. In many ways, it's your husband's fault for jumping in on is. the act, and he's delayed everybody. Of course it is. Who else would be to blame? You didn't hesitate there, Anna. Uh, well, look, you're not. <laughs> You're not going to be waiting around uh, for a mobile phone because thanks to Tesco Mobile, club card prices have come to them this Christmas. We're going to give you one. Oh, my goodness, thanks very much, guys. That'll be better than a onesie for me. Uh, we're loving how much you guys are loving the 12 Daves of Christmas. Uh, people get in touch, tell us who their favourite Daves are. Let's meet the latest. Who's this? It's Dave. Dave from Wandsworth. Dave from Wandsworth, doing the whole Dave thing a little bit like Bond, James Bond, and I like it for that. <laughs> How suave are you, Dave? Would you be a good Bond? Uh, I'd be a very slick Bond. Probably a bit rough around the edges, but um, I think I'd be pretty slick. Uh, how has your, uh, your Tuesday been so far, Dave from Wandsworth? Well, unfortunately, my wife is tested positive and she's isolating upstairs, so I've got three kids to look after. And uh, put it this way, it's, it's not easy. Dave, a lot of people are asking uh, the mildness of this this current strain and what it's really like. Who's got the tougher deal right now? You looking after the three kids or your wife upstairs? I'm wondering whether she's actually got COVID, to be honest. I'm wondering whether this could be a ploy <laughs> where she, she's actually up in the room having a nice chat to her mates online, but uh, I couldn't possibly say that on, on public radio. I wouldn't if I were you. <laughs> and also, if she's using Call of Duty whilst you're on the phone, that's just rude, isn't it? <laughs> but the other thing as well is, um, in terms of food for the kids, in terms of dad cooking, what kind of standard of meal have we been having in the evenings now? Well, I, I haven't got much in my locker. Um, we've, we've got, got ten days of it, mate. Shit. 
we've got fish fingers and chips. I think we're, we're uh, macaroni and cheese yesterday. I think we're going to be back to fish finger and chips by Friday, put it that way. All solid, the hits. All solid two-day rotate by the looks of things. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> right, um, let's get you singing, because you've got some important stuff to do and there's a lot going on in your house. Um, so you are our ninth, Dave. Um, there's been some tuneful people on so far. Let's see how you go. Let's sing the 12 Daves of Christmas. Day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Day from Wandsworth, day from Mitchell, day from Surrey, day from Starbury, day from Newcastle, David from Essex, day from Plymouth, day from Liverpool, and a day in Manchester. It's home time with Bush and Richie on Absolute Radio. The radio station's got a radio station for every decade. Sometimes we play them all at the same time. And right now, it's time to jump through time. Bush and Richie through the decades. With Tesco Mobile. One of you could be bagging 500 quid as we take you through the decades. Can you answer a question from each of the Absolute Radio decade stations to win? It's been a hell of a long time since we've had a winner. Hoping for stuff to change as we head towards Christmas as we speak to James. James, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Hey, chaps, how you doing? We're good. James, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. OK, what is your level? Uh, we've been, you know, talking a little bit about uh, University Challenge on the show. I, I can't answer any questions there. When you're doing quizzes, watching quizzes on the telly, what, what's your kind of average, your level in terms of quiz difficulty? Um, oh, man, I've, I've got to say better than tipping point, haven't I, just to give myself a bit of <laughs> I should hope so, otherwise why have you tried to take part in this? No, to be fair, I do, I do love a quiz, actually, and um, I do watch a lot of them on telly. I do, I do fairly well, um, but I've got to say, this, is quite, this has been proven quite difficult over the week. Well, you say that, James, but two people won uh, on the trot two days consecutively. That's the strange thing about it. OK, OK. Well, hopefully I'll be the third to get on that list, I hope. Uh, we'll take you through the rules. Uh, seven questions, one from each of our sister stations. Absolute Radio 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s in the present day. And you'll have 60 seconds to get all those seven questions correct. You can't pass, and when the time's up, the game ends. That all makes sense? Yes, it does. Good man. Uh, right, James, where are you starting? What decade are we going off in? Um, let, let's start off with the 60s. OK. Right, 60s. Uh, Bush, are we all configured? We are ready to rock, James. Best of luck. We hope we see you on the other side. Otherwise, you get trapped for the rest of your life. Let's go through the decades. Through the decades. 60s. Who starred as James Bond in the 1963 film From Russia With Love? Sean Connery. Correct. Lust 70. for Life. 70s is the second <laughs> studio album by which American artist? Biggie Pop. Correct. 80s. 80s. <laughs> Which soap? Ask the audience. Who shot JR? Oh, uh, Dallas. Correct. 90s. The Colour and the Shape is the second studio album by which band? Oh, the boys, Foo Fighters. Correct. Naughty. Who played Batman in Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight? Oh, that was, um... Christian Bale. Correct. Tens. Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino was the sixth studio album by which band? Uh, 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 could you repeat it again, please? Tranquility please. Base Hotel and Casino was the sixth studio album by which band? Um, uh, Arctic Monkeys. Correct. Who won I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here in 2021? Time's up. Oh, oh. Uh, Danny. Oh. Danny Miller. Wow. Oh, no. 
You are lost in time, courtesy of Home Time with Bush and Richie. Oh my god. Unbelievable. Goodness. Oh my god. What about goodness. that? Tra- trapped in the 2010s, you, 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 you fell at the final hurdle, my friend. You were going great, great guns. And the hurdle was in sight. VAR decision, boys. Come on, I must have been there. <laughs> Sadly not. Sadly not. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Can't believe hey, that. You know, VAR uh, turns out. Richie's gone to have a look at the screen and has done the square, and I'm afraid he's ruled it out. I apologise. Unbelievable. Ruining the game, I tell you. <laughs> the game's gone, mate. The game went a long time ago. Oh. Unlucky, my friend, you are stuck in the 2010s, so you kind of got no idea what's about to hit you with the present day. Uh, no winner today, which means we play again tomorrow. And if you can't wait until then, you can play Through the Decades on your Amazon smart speaker right now by saying, open the Through the Decades game. So what about this? My uncle Phil was on telly last night. He was on University Challenge. So that's right, my uncle Phil Swanson was so proud of him. Uh, from Norris Green to TV fame, uh, he's always been a kind of crazy academic uncle. Uh, he does, I think he's like head of Hispanic studies at Sheffield University. But uh, last night in University Challenge, he was representing the University of Edinburgh as one of their famous alumni, which is an amazing thing because he was sat next to Miles Jupp and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and I don't know, I don't understand how a university challenge works because uh, Edinburgh won last night. They trounced Leicester and sent them packing. But does that mean they're like they stay on or they go through the quarterfinals? Does it work like the Carling Cup? Uh, I, I've I've not spent too much time watching University Challenge because it's <laughs> I can't it's get so anything difficult. right on it. But that's a that's a highbrow telly appearance for your family. Do you know what I think for us now, that is peak TV fame. Uncle Phil Swanson being on University Challenge, and we hope to see him for the remainder of the episodes this week as they get towards the final or whatever. That's that's peak TV fame for us. So this hour of home time, right, if a member of your family has ever been on telly, now is your time to tell us about it. Lynn says on Twitter, I was on The Chase last month and was dubbed Poundland Zoe Ball by someone on Twitter, which is nice. <laughs> Uh, I'm afraid the Firth family um, TV fame, it it just goes back to my dad. I can remember um, as a kid, um, there was a show late night, around about 11 o'clock at night on Sky Sports, and it was called You're On Sky Sports. And you could call up, and I think Arsenal had just tanked in some game. And our Croatian striker at the time, Davor Suka, had not had a good game. And my dad was on the phone ranting, and he was on the phone for about five minutes, ranting about Davor Suka and me and my brothers were sat in the lounge in the other room just laugh- <laughs> just laughing at him. When he first started telling me that, I thought he was going to have another go at Silla Black for not turning up at that gig, but he's still... Got he, he probably would have got on to that if he was given the chance, but they, they hiked him off the phone. So come on, their most famous thing that your family have been on telly-wise. I'm not interested if it's you. If it's you, it doesn't count. Uh, my mum was on the first ever televised Family Fortunes, uh, says Andrew. Uh, that's opposed to the Family Fortunes that weren't screened before they then <laughs> thought, we should put this on telly. It was going for years before the penny dropped. Let's just stick this on telly rather than just doing it for ourselves. Uh, J- Listen to this. JD says, at the height of the Monica Lewinsky scandal... Bill Clinton visited my parents' pub on the canal side in Birmingham's Brindley Place. And, and he adds, both my parents met Clinton 
and shook hands with him. <laughs> uh, Robbie says, my daughter Rosie was five, played Mary in Richard and Judy's nativity play. After her Ooh. first line, she burst into tears, spent the rest of the play on Judy's knee with Richard reading her lines. As a bonus, she's been on Greatest TV's Moments ever since. And you know what, the same situation here with uh, Rob, who says, my missus went on tipping point and thought dogs could fly. And he's actually <laughs> included an article about her wrong answer from the Metro. Amazing. <laughs> uh, right, your TV family fame. Keena, who is it in your family? Oh, it's my son, Raekwon. He's 13. Um, he recently did a TV ad for Airwick. And we were, like, so excited. We were like, oh, my God, yeah, he's on telly. Tell the world. And literally, the minute you saw it, you close your eyes and you missed him. <laughs> so what was what was he in the advert? What was his role in the ad? Well, well when he recorded it, he was supposed to be doing um, sprinkling some seeds and stuff, so we were expecting that. But at the end, all you saw was the back of his head and there was him and several other kids and the sun was shining and I was like, wow. <laughs> do I even tell people it's now been on? Like, do I record it and let them know? Ah, and you so you told everyone before they're all waiting for this big appearance and it's nothing. (laughs) Literally, and I'm like, ah. Do you know what? It's nothing to be sniffed at, though. Uh, uh, The guy that we did our parenting classes with when we were doing hypnobirthing ahead of the uh, birth of our youngest daughter, Thea, uh, he was in an advert, but he was the back of George Michael's head and he did all right out of it. Oh, nice. Stick with the whole back of the head thing. You know, you you can go up and up with it. Do you know what I mean? Listen, I'm going to make it work. I've got to. Keena, you've done all right, Avit, because club card prices have come to Tesco Mobile this Christmas, uh, so we are going to give you a brand new mobile phone. Amazing. Thank you so much. Tell everyone about that. I, I definitely will. <laughs> Woohoo! Happy days. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, we want to step into the unknown right now on this part of the show. Uh, it's the final few days before Christmas, so we thought rather than just doing a normal Tuesday Tombola, we'd festive it up a little bit. We're calling it the Tinsel Tombola. 25 <laughs> festive phone-in topics, but only one can come out of the box. Right, let's give it a good spin. It's well lubricated, as everyone should be for Christmas. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. Uh, it's uh, it's ball eleven. Ball, ball eleven. Ball eleven. Put that back in there so it doesn't get lost for uh, next year. Ball eleven is. Well, this would be interesting, right? It happened on Christmas Day. Okay, that's the topic. That's the theme. Ooh. It happened on Christmas Day. I've got a story immediately that will work for this one. This is the kind of stuff we want. I remember uh, a Christmas where the close that I lived in at the time, the junction box at the end of it had blown a fuse Christmas morning. We had no power whatsoever, the entire close, Why? for Christmas Day. Wow, that's that, how did you get around that? How do you even cook Christmas dinner and all that kind of stuff? Well, to cook dinner, it was dinner on Christmas. It wasn't a Christmas dinner. It was a camping stove. It was horrendous. Couldn't even watch Queen's Speech. Oh, the TV. I hadn't even thought about the telly. There's me worrying about the food. <laughs> all the TV gone. Yeah. You yeah. have to talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, I know. That sounds terrible. Andrea, what happened to you? Oh, God. Well, I had my daughter on Christmas Day, and then ten years later, my daughter had her daughter on Christmas Day and then well my son was born on Christmas Eve so he's alright it's a very busy time at Christmas time (laughs) that's what are the odds on that though like you mean like you gave birth to her on Christmas Day then she gives birth to her kid on Christmas Day it's like Christmas Inception 
Yeah, well, it was different, a different daughter, because my daughter was only 10 when her, my eldest daughter's daughter was born. You've got very festive genes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have. <laughs> well, do you know what? Even though your, your Christmas might be a bit crazy because those people's birthdays are on it, you've lucked out this evening. Not only are you on in tonight's Hometime Show on Tuesday, Tinsel Tombola, uh, the lovely people at Tesco Mobile would love to give you a posh mobile phone uh, so you can catch up with all your friends and family on Christmas Day. What about that? Oh, my God, that's brilliant. You can give them a call, not just say happy Christmas, but say happy birthday as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant, thank you very much. What happened on Christmas Day at your place? Greg, what happened? Basically, we'd arranged for weeks to go around my uh, parents' house for Christmas dinner. Uh, they live um, in Newcastle, so we were planning on driving up Christmas, Christmas Day for Christmas dinner. A certain time, we'd all planned it out and everything. And we got there basically about two o'clock, opened the doors and that, and they'd just finished the dinner. Basically, they were sitting there, they were having oh. they were having tea, tea and coffee, and we were coming in expecting to eat all this yummy food. We'd planned, we'd even said what we were going to eat and everything. It turns out, basically, they thought we were coming up Boxing Day. <laughs> Whoa, what an amazing cross wires with huge implications. It must have been like someone out of a Dickens novel then, with you guys oh, turning up all yeah. cold with fingerless gloves yeah, with no well, food. It was freezing, it was freezing cold. I think it was, I don't, I don't think it was snowing, it was raining, but cold. We'd got there tired, long journey, and basically there was no food. Well, There's actually was, something quite poetic about it, about the original Christmas and there being no room yeah. at the end for you. Yeah, there is. Well, that... yeah, there, was, there, there was no room at the table because there was people there eating our food. <laughs> well, they'd already ate it. It was like, we got there and it was literally turkey's gone. I think there might have been one or two Brussels left and just, some burnt parts. Just to get a judgment on this, it. I mean, I imagine this still gets brought up amongst your family. Who's to blame? Is it you guys for not just reminding them as you set off or is it them for forgetting uh, completely I, that you were coming? Well, it's never my fault. I, I basically blame the parents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they've read the text messages properly and all the, all the WhatsApp messages. I think they might have looked at the wrong date and just got confused with who was coming and when. Greg, speaking of text messages and WhatsApp messages, uh, let's make sure there's no problems this Christmas. Club card prices have come to Tesco Mobile. Uh, for every caller that we speak to on the show, they're getting a brand new phone, so you're getting one as well, Greg. Oh, wicked. Oh, thank you. We've had some incredible brinkmanship on the show this evening, haven't we? Like, people having stuff happen to them on Christmas Day, and, and the main thing is about Christmas Day, there's nothing you can do about it. No one's working, you can't call anyone out to help. It's a bit of a nightmare. Uh, we had a similar situation about three years ago. Uh, my mum and dad were coming up to stay with us in North London, and my other half, Katie, uh, was unpacking the shopping uh, on the, uh, the kitchen counter. We bought all the stuff for cooking Christmas lunch and everything. We are all organised and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, as she, people listening might have had the same situation. As she was un- unpacking, a uh, jar of Nescafe slid out the top of the bag of shopping and landed on our uh, like electric stove hob top thing and smashed the whole bit, cracked oh. right down the centre of it. And there was nothing we could do. There's no way we could have got someone out to fix the hob because it was completely broken. It was one of them really annoying ones. What are they call where you have to have certain flipping types of pans, otherwise it, oh. it just won't work. Invection. Induction. Invoction. Invocation. <laughs> it's like magic. That's it. All it's it really does, cool. It makes, it makes loads of pans not work. That's what it does. <laughs> so we ended up having to wait until after Christmas uh, to get someone to come out and fix it. And I think we ended up getting a takeaway uh, for on Christmas Day, which, to be fair was actually all right doing an Indian takeaway for Christmas dinner. was a bit inspired, to be honest with you. So sometimes, you know, uh, swings and roundabouts, every cloud and all of that kind of stuff. 
So there you go. There's the show. Hope you enjoyed it. I do spare a thought for Richie this evening being forced to watch Last Christmas because it's, it's his wife Natalie's birthday. One other way of getting around this, right? Mm. What about listening to the, the football match on the radio and doing that thing where people run their uh, the wire of their headphones up the sleeve of their jumper or shirt and then pretending you've got your head in your hands politely watching the film. But actually, you're listening to the game. Hey, that's a great idea. I could actually go even more techie, put in like... An AirPod, but only one yeah. on the side of my head that isn't akin to my wife. Uh, and then, yeah, bing, that's a great, that's what I'm doing. Can you put a hat on? You'll just have to st- stifle the celebration uh, if Arsenal happen to win the game or score. When? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs>